0: little gem to start this episode. You folks, you might not know that one. That's by uh, a hard rock band called Fozzy, which is fronted by one of my favorite professional wrestlers, Mr. Chris Jericho. The name of the song is Judas. Uh, It came off the album uh, of the same name back in 2017, and it's currently his theme music as he comes out to the ring. The reason we're playing this is because this week we have a very special episode as I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. John James. That is me. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right on cue. Consummate professional. That's what I do. And we're going to be talking about uh, some fun pop culture type stuff, a little bit of a departure from what I normally do with Michael Sean Lee, who's taking a a well-deserved day off.
1: Hey, bud. Let's party. Yes,
2: I guess this week. Thank you, Sean Michaels Lee. <laughs> you are the heartbreak kid, my friend, and I want to thank Johnny Johnny Teflon for inviting me here. He's going to uh, grant my make a wish just to be here <laughs> on the Riffs and Rants podcast. I can't think of a better thing to. You could go to Disney World. No, <laughs> no. I want to be on the Riffs and Rants podcast, sitting in the seat of Shawn Michaels Lee, HBK.
1: The Heartbreak Kid.
2: But, you know, thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you. Oh, it's a uh, pleasure. Sh- I, uh, Michael Sean, is- I'll say his name right. Michael Sean Lee. Michael Sean Lee, yeah. Because, you know, he everybody. would get upset about that, too. I he's know. like,
0: What well, is he making fun of me? <laughs> yeah, he's going
2: to... I don't want to fucking heel turn him. <laughs> right? right? Put the
0: tambourine down. <laughs> yes. It'll be okay, yes. Mike. Thank <laughs> you. Thank
2: you, Mike. <laughs> Keeping your seat warm for you until next week.
0: Right. So why don't you um, tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, and it's always difficult to talk about yourself. So I'll, I'll yeah. give you... Here's your lead-in. Uh, you got a background in stand-up comedy. Yes, I've tried. Yeah. Well, I think you succeeded. I've gone and I seen did, you. It you made know, me laugh, and that's not easy.
2: Google me. <laughs> John James Funny Bone on the YouTubes. You'll, me, you'll see me telling some jokes from 2009. Yep. I'll still tell them today. I don't give a fuck. All my Wii jokes are still relevant. Yep. <laughs> the Nintendo Wii is still a thing that we remember and love.
0: And my favorite comedy story with you, of course, is uh, when he asked me to, to host that benefit show that you guys oh. were putting on. <laughs> and that
2: he's... was not a <laughs> highlight of my career, but probably yours.
0: <laughs> well, definitely mine, because uh, I kind of lost track of time. And um, I, I guess the uh, the framework was I was supposed to get up, introduce everybody, and do five minutes. I think it was. of Yeah, comedy. But you, you totally
2: fucking vamped. <laughs> <laughs> you just went with it. You had one chuckle, and you decided, you know what? I'm fucking Bill Burr right now, and like totally. in fucking Philadelphia. Let's go. And I, get I think in this shit, right? Because oh, I'm,
0: totally. Yeah, right, no FCC involved here. All right, fantastic.
2: Because um, fuck the FCC.
0: Right, and, and and fuck that crowd that day too. Because I worked blue as hell. You did. You were literally
2: <laughs> red fox. You gotta watch ass blue. <laughs> like smurf ass blue ass i'm swearing a lot of oh the good old days the good old
0: days. so <laughs> this isn't a real radio show so we're good it's as real as it gets motherfucker yes. all right so our first topic today is going to be something that you know a heck of a lot about more so than me and that's rare when i say that uh but it's something that we both enjoy the hell out of for two grown-ass men educated <laughs> men
2: professional wrestling Hey, wrestling. <laughs> I well, love wrestling. Wrestling in the South, wrestling in the North, sir. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm a, I've been a big fan of wrestling since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, we all remember the Hulk Hogan eras yeah, and uh, yeah. the Iron Cheeks. And, and all the crowd needs to know is that you're just a
0: little bit younger than me. I am. So I was really all about uh, Hogan and
2: Andre and the Bob Backlands and a little older than that. Uh, you, sir, are the attitude era. Well, I was, i you know, I, I started watching late 80s. I was a Hogan guy. Jake the Snake was my favorite. I liked any wrestler that came out with an animal. It was literally right. a zoo. <laughs> Speaking of animals. Bees yes, barking right again. Yes. The head of security
1: <laughs> bee unit over
2: there just barking. Because she knows I like animals. Right. But, you know, the British bulldog, yep. uh, Coco Beware with his dumbass parrot. That was so bad. Yeah. Um <laughs> But Jake the Snake was my boy back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, before I even knew about all the cocaine and oh, sure. all the other fun stuff that he used to do. So,
0: really, what was it like about wrestling as a kid that you think first sucked you in?
2: I don't know. It was a, the stories of like good versus evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a lot of like black and white back then. It yeah. was like,
0: well, see, that's what happens when you get older. You look yeah. back with those rose colored glasses. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it was so simple you're back like, then. Fuck
2: you, Sergeant Slaughter, for like in Iraq. Right,
0: right. Son of a bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Man.
0: you're 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 dead on right because back then it was so simple. I mean, we were in the height of the Cold War still, you know, yeah. way back when. So yeah, if you had a Russian guy versus Hogan or was anybody else, it's literally right. other country versus
2: USA, right? Co- Hacksaw <laughs> Jim Duggan can come out with this dumbass piece oh. of wood? And just start chanting USA. he could be fighting a, a dude from America. Right, right. And it was still a turn on him because. Of course. You ain't, you ain't that all American Tim <laughs> Duggan. He might be from the USA, ass but. Ass yeah, yeah not, not the right part. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I chanted for it too.
0: Well, sure. We all did as kids. And uh, like I had said to you once before, when I went to see my first live wrestling show as a kid, it was at my, my high school at the time. And I got to see in person how everything was choreographed and the punches would miss wildly. And I, as a kid, I'm, I'm looking at it's like, Oh no, this isn't real. And it's kind Don't of like finding that. out Santa doesn't exist, you know, but Wait, what's what? always fascinated me to this day is just imagine. And now you've actually had experience with this. We'll get to in a second, the business itself and the personalities involved and have two guys let's see you got two guys they're both in shape they know all the different wrestling moves they got the look they both cut great you know promos on the mic it's the fickle nature of the crowd that will embrace one of them and the other one just kind of be like
1: meh what are you people on dope
0: now why do you think that is after watching as much wrestling on tv and working with it live as you have well, let's be honest most of the crowd is stupid as fuck <laughs> point taken
2: yeah <laughs> But it all depends on the machine behind you. Okay, you know, like who do they want you to cheer for? They're not right. Okay, you know, it it confuses the shit out of Vince McMahon when you start cheering for someone you're not supposed to. Right, like someone like CM Punk or Daniel Bryan that like just puts a. Like a wrench in their plan.
0: Sure. And many years ago, that wasn't the case, because they were so no. good at, and there was no internet like back then. Look at Roman then. Reigns. Right. <laughs> you know, <it> like, <laughs> yeah. They were like You're going to like boobing. Roman Reigns.
2: Like, the fuck we are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We like this beard a little motherfucker. Yep. And he just kept pushing it and pushing it. And now Roman Reigns, to be honest with you, is literally the best part of yeah. wrestling right now. Because the character suits him, you it know, does. which is what
0: people always wanted. The crowd knows. So, We're the crowd stupid. knows if, you want to, if they want a good, bad guy out of you yeah. or
2: not. And this last COVID year, was, it's kind of hard to tell.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, because without the live audiences, and I had mentioned on the show when it first came out how groundbreaking I thought the Thunderdome was, and how if COVID-19 stuck around for an extended period of time...
2: Which it did. Like which
0: aspect. it did, but not as long as I thought it was going to have originally... They could have used this in every single professional sports setting, but primarily basketball and hockey, which are both arena sports, and perfect the technology so that not only would your face be on a monitor, but your view of the event would depend on what you paid and where your personal camera was situated, just like real life, you know? If they had to do this for an extended period of time So luckily we're coming out of it now And and crowds are back And just like major league sporting uh, Events Wrestling now is going to face Another boom Because you're going to have big events like SummerSlam and then down the road Wrestlemania Um, They're going to take Their product on the road and do that 350 days touring out of the year (laughs)
2: Like I haven't been to uh, Money in the bank Mm-hmm. 2019 was the last event I went to that was in Hartford, right? And it was great. Like, there's nothing like a live event when you yep. see
0: wrestling. Yeah, and people can't, um, you know, appreciate that watching on TV. And to that point, I'll say there's also uh, a big difference between going and watching a major league, let's say one of the big promotions, with all the pageantry and glamour and, and technical aspects going on to the production of the show. Versus a little something you've turned me on to recently, the Indie Circuit. Uh, the Indie Circuit. In it's particular, great. a little promotion up here in uh, sunny New England known as Blitzkrieg Pro Wrestling. Yes. And I got to uh, go to one of their events a couple weeks ago. It's an experience, isn't it? Oh, it was, it was just, it was awesome, you know? And I talked about it on the last podcast and the one before. So much, it was, I was once again that nine-year-old kid watching this in person but they did such a better job
2: than the professionals back in 1980 that I saw. Seriously, and the the uh, the independent wrestling scene is is flourishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so many great promotions you can go out and go see, and we're we're lucky to have Blitzkrieg Pro here in Connecticut in, mm-hmm. in the Enfield, Western Mass, like Northern Connecticut area. And I've been kind of working for them, not really working because uh, I volunteer. I just Enjoy just helping them out, mm-hmm. um, kind of doing ring crew kind of setup and security, um, just helping wherever I can, just to just because of my love of wrestling, and right. uh, it's great. Um, you guys can, you know, you're going out and seeing the show, you've seen the show, you, you see so many people. Coming up, that actually hit the big time. Yes. Like just going into these <coughs> indie shows. And Platinum. you see the potential in a lot of the newcomers. Absolutely. You're like, that one's going to go Absolutely. somewhere. You know, know? Like, you know, uh, Platinum Max Caster from AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Donovan Dijak is now T-Bar. On right. Which hopefully he'll get out of that soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even uh, Smart Mark Sterling now. he's yep. uh, He just signed to AEW with Jade Cargill. And, nice. Yeah. And you, you just... Just go to an independent wrestling show. Yep. Come, to, come to the Blitzkrieg show. What is it, June, 26? June 26th? June twenty six. yep. Yes, the Luau. Uh, the Luau. The annual Luau of the Blitzkrieg show. Yes, Greek of which Big Boom
0: Radio will yet again be a sponsor of, yes. happily so. Absolutely. Now, what's your, um, I'll put you on the spot now to recall an instance, what's the, uh, the funniest thing or most interesting thing you've seen behind the scenes at a show that you never expected to see? <laughs>
2: There is a, um, a lot of You can change to, the names if you need to. I I, I could talk about, <laughs> but be out of respect to the locker room I am not. Uh, one of my favorite things though that I can talk about, we, there was a show we did once and uh, Tony Atlas was one of the Okay yep. Um Mr. USA Tony Atlas. Sure. So I've met he was actually the first pro wrestler I ever met. No kidding. Um and it wasn't at a Blitzkrieg show, it was when I was nineteen ninety seven, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um he was at the show and they were doing a 50/50 raffle so it was probably maybe at the most he could win like 45 bucks but right. he had bought raffle tickets for it and he's sitting there waiting for the raffle to get called off and like match after match happens the raffle never gets called off uh-huh. so he pulls over the uh, the ring announcer and he goes hey man what is <laughs> what are we doing a raffle and they're like probably two more matches he goes
0: motherfucker <laughs>
2: throws the tickets down on the table and just walks out. <laughs> and that was my favorite wrestling moment. And motherfucker <laughs> is like a catchphrase now that I use with my friends and stuff. Like it's ever, it's ever exit uh, stage yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, everlasting, I guess is what you want to call it. You know, I Evergreen. saw a- uh, I forget
0: the name of the documentary, but Tony Atlas was on that. And he was one of the, you know, the big a, stars
2: a, when I was younger. True Life, MTV's I Want to Be a Pro Wrestler.
0: When he took all the hard punches to the face. Yeah. yeah. That depressed the hell out of me because the other side of this now. That was
2: literally when I met him, right? After no kidding.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, this was made um, apparent to a lot of people when the movie The Wrestler came out with yeah. Mickey Rourke. And it showed that, sadly, you know, these guys, once their day in the sun is over... There's no pension. There's, there's no benefits. And a lot of them, you know, subsist now on, on going to these shows, signing autographs, doing meet and greets and whatnot. Or there's a lot of them, got to say, they're, they're still going in the ring and they have no business going in the ring. Yeah, I mean, and there's you know, some of them that just look like near death and they're still doing it. That's just the sad part of the business. So as somebody who's in, in, in love with the business and cares so much about it, what are your thoughts on the movement to say, why don't these guys have health benefits or insurance? Like, where, where would you fall on something like that? I mean,
2: yeah, it would be great, like any other sport mm-hmm. where you have it. But even then, there's still NFL players right. suing them for, for sure. concussions and stuff like that. So, yeah, it would be great in the long run. But there's nothing, there's like no union for them. Mm-hmm. Do you think they should unionize? I don't want to talk about unions too much, but yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. good for them and to get something out of it. Like WWE has their um, wellness policy, right? right? And they've helped a lot of people. Mm -hmm. there's some people that are beyond being helped, right? I mean, I I mean, I think a reason a lot of uh, insurance companies,
0: you know, they they won't touch them because look at what they do. It's it's high risk every day.
2: I mean, I'm high risk too. Yeah, but well, every, we're not
0: falling from ladders. I mean, how do you put is- write that into an insurance policy? You know, if injured, falling 30 feet off a scaffolding, you know, we'll cover this. <laughs> Even football players don't do that. But, you know, this is the wording that goes into these insurance policies. So a lot of people... It's um, a
2: fucking scam either way.
0: Yeah, and that too. So, and everybody's, everybody's got to make money. So this is, you know, the reason I ask this question is because this was a segment on uh, This Week Tonight, the HBO show with John Oliver. And he, you know, occasionally is very good at zinging big corporations that are, you know, up to shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And one week he focused on Vince McMahon in the WWE and painting a picture of him as just wearing these guys out until they're empty husks that can't give anymore, and then shuffling them off. And I think, overall, okay, that's not a fair depiction of what goes on there because a lot of these guys move on to like any job, right? They do. Exactly. i ask
2: out and send you on your way. Thanks for all your years of hard work. Here's a gold watch. Goodbye. Exactly. Okay. Sometimes you don't even get a gold watch. You might get a Timex. Right. This, you gave me a
1: lot of these stinking X Flags watch. This.
2: Right. And a lot of us these
0: days are responsible for our own retirement savings. I mean, even mm-hmm. if you got a 401k, that's, there's no guarantee that that's going to make you money and not get a hit over the years. Shit. So these guys, they've, they've got to save their own money. But you know, there's expenses that go into play being a professional wrestler that people don't realize that these actors, or basically these actors and athletes need to account for everything from tanning to hotel rooms to rent cars transportation, flight, all that stuff goes into it, some of which is, is paid for by the company, and maybe your upper echelon, your top, you know, 10% earners get kind of a free ride at that point. You know, I think once you're attached to any one of the, quote-unquote, major leagues, you make a decent buck uh, and to say that it's, it's these employers responsibility to account for your retirement. I think there should be some kind of a pool that maybe everybody should put into short of becoming a union. Cause I'm not a big fan of unions get that middle America, but yeah, there needs to be some kind of cash because a lot of these guys, if they do suffer a catastrophic injury, what can they do? I mean, sometimes like an example of um, let's say, Kamala, who through diabetes, minor blues, and went both of his legs, of his like legs. below the knee and whatnot. That's, that's a weight issue. It's a health issue. That's not necessarily wrestling related. Um, but somebody like Draz, who gets paralyzed doing a move in the ring that was botched, I mean, that's a whole separate set of circumstances. So maybe even if they had catastrophic preventative health care, something, something they need to do to protect these guys because it's sad. And the ones that have a very full career, now let's look at Ric Flair, okay? He'll never really want for anything because he'll cut a promo and for an ad and he's doing all these commercials for what is yeah. it, Carline now or some kind of Core Shield, Car Shield. You know, his, his face is worth money and he knows it. But perhaps there are some other ones that weren't as successful as Ric Flair. Maybe he's a bad example because he's like at the top of the mountain. Um, what about the buff bagwells of the world or <laughs> the Scott Halls? Or, I mean, Jake the Snake, God bless him. He's got a second lease on his career with with AEW playing the the mentor role. You know, God bless him because, what, 10 years ago he was on Death's Door. He was. And if it wasn't for Diamond Dallas Page and his yoga program, he wouldn't still be with us. So, yeah. So all that being said, who are your, and they don't have to still be active, who's your Mount Rushmore of professional wrestlers?
2: People that I find me personally? Just you personally. All right, so Jake the Snake was always one of my favorite wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, and I'm going to throw The Godfather on there. <laughs> that man, The Godfather has stories. Oh, no, he's got everybody. stories, all right. <laughs> I love The Godfather, too. He's a pimp. Like, literally, you can't get away with that shit nowadays. Can you imagine it. A- He's just come out, oh, light or fatty for a pimp daddy. Well, what?
0: look at what they're doing with Bobby Lashley with the whole train that he's bringing out. Yeah, but like it does just, get better looking each week. But that first one he came out with was like, wow, do you guys just go to the bus station?
2: Well, that, was a lot, <laughs> that wasn't an attitude era. Yes. Just, just,
0: they have uh, bruises on their thighs
2: yeah. <laughs> Skanks for meeting you. Come on over. And
0: for those of you who don't know, the Godfather was a uh, one of several identities,
2: a prominent wrestler. Name of? Charles Wright, who, well done sir. Uh, started as the soul taker in AWA. Uh-huh. And then he became Papa Shango, which in I WWF, love, as a kid. Yep. which was fantastic. <laughs> Great gimmick. Um, but he was too green. Uh green means he wasn't in the business long enough to know mm-hmm. his ass from his elbow. <laughs> so it didn't work out. I mean, there were still very memorable moments of him making Ultimate Warrior puke and you know, <laughs> do <laughs> fucking water from his head and possibly maybe start something with the Undertaker but then he went away for a little bit yep. dude loved like he, he he just fell into wrestling he didn't actually uh, go out to be a wrestler but mm-hmm. he just came into it and then he came back as Kama the ultimate fighting machine yes <laughs> Kama went stood nowhere. for kick any man's ass. That's what Kama stood Really? For. Yes. I did not exactly know that.
0: See, folks, that's why we brought him on.
2: Yeah. And then uh, he did that and then they put him in the Nation of Domination with The Rock and, yep. and, and Ron Simmons. Damn. <laughs> and then uh, he became the godfather and then he just became a pimp. Right. And it was him and then Val Venus who was a porn star wrestler. Yeah. You know, that, yep. that was his gimmick. <laughs> they came out together as supply and demand. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a tag team. It, it, it's a fascinating... That's why he's a Hall of Famer. right? He's one of the guys I actually want to meet. I haven't met him yet.
0: Well, I, I um, referenced some, and uh, peek behind the curtain for the folks listening in. There's a, a great documentary series on uh, the Vice channel uh, called The Dark Side of the Ring. And it seems side. like probably... I don't think I'm, I'm exaggerating here. Every other episode... Whoever they cover, it's going to have several segments of interviews with the Godfather because he was there, yes. and he's always got stories about behind-the-scenes shit with these people. He's like Zelig. he was like always there. He's like Forrest Gump when something big happened. Godfather was sitting there, and he's got a story about it. So that's why we reference. Like,
2: him. I have a story about that.
0: <laughs> always, <laughs> you do always. The Godfather. So for me, it's easy. I mean, I would go with Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. Uh, Because I'm an old head. I mean, I I, I want to say superstar Billy Graham and uh, Stone Cold. Yeah. Yeah. With honorable mention of Rock is he's the Rock, you know. But I think the Rock is very close to becoming the next nickelback. He needs to cut back on being on everything, really. It's like
2: I mean, might as well just keep doing it.
0: I mean, as loved as he is, it's like it gets a point where it's like enough.
2: If you think about it, <laughs> he's had a longer like career in action movies and stuff. Oh yeah, totally in Schwarzenegger at this point.
0: <laughs> and he's got charisma Successful out the kazoo He's a yeah. likable dude. And he's smart and he works his ass off, but the public doesn't care. Once they see you having more fun than them and more successful than them over a certain amount of time, they start to turn on you. Nah, just sounds like That's that, how man. people are. Yeah, people are the worst. <laughs> but on that note, see, now we've hit the middle of the program, just like we did with Michael Sean Lee, where we dug ourselves a trench of despair and <laughs> cynicism.
2: Is this how it works? It's just like every just time, bring the fucking crowd every down. time. All right, perfect. You're
0: so on. it's time for our middle gem which I'm not even going to give any kind of intro to. Everyone's going to know it immediately Mm -hmm. and then probably take a really good guess at what we're going to talk about in the second half of the show. So let us spin this tune for you, and we'll be right back in a couple more minutes with some more things and
1: stuff. (laughs)
0: and makes us feel good...
2: Always and forever.
0: (laughs) That, of course, because everybody knows every Halloween it gets so much airplay, (laughs) is the Ghostbusters theme song by Ray Parker Jr.
2: Yes, the one and only champion of busting (laughs) Ghosts, Ray Parker Jr.
0: Did you know he had another hit? No. (laughs) Apparently. uh, Is it Ghostbusters too. (laughs) (laughs) The 12-inch single? No. Yes. It was uh, In Love with the Other Woman, I believe was the name Ah. of it. Not a horrible song, but...
2: Does he talk about busting? Makes him feel good in that. No,
0: or? not in that one. no, not, no at busting anything. at all.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> no celebrity party. cameos either. So I, I bought, so I had this weird thing where I wanted to see concerts of uh, people whose songs from movies I enjoyed. Okay, that's day. a niche. All right. So I went with my buddy to go see Bobby Brown perform uh, on our own from Ghostbusters 2. Uh-huh. Fantastic because he literally forgot all the words and <laughs> <the damn> song. <laughs> Like he literally sang on crack, and it was fun. It was thank you, could <laughs> send for the worst concert I've ever gotten for free. Wow! And then twice I went to go see Vanilla Ice. Once with you, Johnny Teflon.
0: We weren't supposed to tell everybody that. Yes, no, but you just ruined this, my pedigree, right? Literally, there,
2: literally, literally. <laughs> okay, so it was a '90s concert. It was uh, CNC Music Factory, but just the dude who like ran just the factory. Just Freda Williams. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, Tone Loke. Wild thing. He brought a bunch of fat bitches up on stage.
0: Watch the stage buckle. Yeah, a little bit.
2: And it was Coolio. Coolio was fantastic. Coolio. Because you're a Coolio Mark. I'm a Coolio Mark. I am, absolutely. (laughs) Gangster's paradise. I am literally in the paradise of gangsterness. (laughs) And then the headliner that night was Vanilla Ice. And he came out. And there was Dancing Polar Bears. True story, Yep. And then he came out and sang a bastardized version of Ninja Rap. And it made me angry. He did the shit twice, like, uh-huh. he, yeah. So, <laughs> I want—I've always wanted to see Ray Parker Jr. perform Ghostbusters, and the one time he was in Connecticut. It was like the Simsbury Strawberry Fart Festival, or whatever. Connecticut
0: was, loves its festivals. It does. Yeah, yeah
2: we'll we do a festival, about anything up in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, the Poppy Seed Festival, Shad Derby. Yeah, yeah. The, Windsor, Connecticut, has a derby for fish that doesn't even come around anymore. <laughs> The Shad Derby. Derb Day is what we call it. It's literally your only uh, opportunity to get drunk on the town green without that, getting arrested for it. Well, that's then, all there is to it, yeah. folks. He's absolutely correct. Yes. And then there might be a, a fucking food truck with some. Uh, <laughs> One food truck with yeah. subpar We're, wares yeah, yeah. and fried dough or whatever. But <laughs> whatever. anyway, when I want to see Ray Parker Jr., and mm-hmm. he was coming to like a Simsbury Strawberry Fart Festival, and it was $50 a ticket.
1: It was out of respect.
2: And I said to Oof. myself, damn, John, you would not spending $50 to hear him sing Ghostbusters. But you did, didn't you? No, I did not. <laughs> but they did the Ghostbusters Fan Fest in 2019. There was a video online on YouTube where you can watch him play the Ghostbusters theme song with uh-huh. his band for 25 fucking minutes. There's <laughs> oh, a 25-minute version <laughs> of this song. and We, we could have dropped it on the episode, but... Oof. We know you, you have to get somewhere to work right. or however you listening to the, the podcast. So, Entire just, uh, operas don't last welcome. 25 minutes.
0: Yes, yes. Busting
2: <laughs> makes me feel good, but not 25 minutes worth.
0: And certainly not $50 worth. Not That's $50 a bit of a cash grab right, yes. right there. That's what we Very in the business much. call a cash grab. Yes. Thank you, Ray Parker Jr. Well, is the early scuttlebutt is, what are they doing, a, a version of this song for the
2: new movie? Uh, I have no idea. There's, you know how many versions of this song are? Must be quite a few. They are. They are. Remember there, about five years ago, there was another movie that came out, with, with the ladies, Lady yes. Lushes. Yes, I have a personal connection, and <laughs> I like know. that movie. <laughs> We're not going to discuss it on air, but... <laughs> We're not going to name drop. No. Leslie Jones. <laughs> just because I'm friends with Leslie Jones, but... Um, <laughs> They did uh, release different versions of the song. And literally, when you buy a Ghostbusters soundtrack... You expect that song to be on there. You expect Ghostbusters to the original. You can have all the covers you want on it. Mm -hmm. That's just what you want. Literally, I want 15 songs of Ghostbusters. (laughs) Um, But I love the Ghostbusters movie.
0: Believe him, folks. Believe him. This is why we're talking about it. I am a
2: huge fan of the the film. Even though I was born in 1982, the movie came out in 1984, June 8th. You discovered it. 1984... 37 years ago. Yeah. Um,
0: now, when you say huge fan, I think that does it a, a disservice. Let, let me flesh this out for the good folks at the home. Light it. Yeah. Flesh uh, light it up. Because, damn. Now, I, I've been known to collect superhero things, and perhaps some would call them toys, as long as they stay yes. in the box, they're not toys. Um, you've got quite the, the hefty Ghostbusters collection. We're talking do, Funko sir. Pops, action figures. There's some pictures involved. Um, some memorabilia some autographs uh, and your wife God bless her is is so tolerant of the whole thing no she can take it (laughs) or leave it but yes an expansive so much in fact that when I'm out and about and I encounter some unique little Ghostbusters item I will often send you a picture like hey do you got this and he just can't say, yes, I've got this, folks. He's got to be like, yes, actually, I've got two of that one. And the thing that you don't see is that the rigid and the flipple zits and the swizzle tip. he's got to explain it to me in a text. Right, just so you have it. We're Wait. good. Switch me on.
2: I mean, I appreciate you thinking of me whenever you see that yes. little red symbol with a ghost through it. But just know. <laughs> I got, got it, it, brother. You got it. Uh, unless it's the cereal. Which I cannot find in this area. <laughs> uh, northeast Connecticut. Um, let me get that Ghostbusters cereal. I did have some people ship me some from yep, Myrtle Beach. But
0: it only lasts so long because you're, yes.
2: you're not... And you're I'm put- diabetic too and I eat this sugary-ass <laughs> cereal just because so much I love this fandom.
0: Is it really worth it though? Risking your life and living just for some Leckman. sugary ghost cereal? I mean, you, come on, come You on. know my
2: background. <laughs> Losing body parts is what I yeah, do. You are a risk taker yes. and a heartbreaker. Very much so, sir. And
0: busted makes him feel good. Oh, always. <laughs> now always. the reason, um, you know, I'm excited about this movie because it harkens back to the original. Uh, it's got it's basically like the next generation of characters involved, all yes. tied back and related through what I've, you know, seen online. If most of it's true in terms of how the plot's going to go, it, it it works. There's a lot of thought that went into it. We'll see. And yeah, I mean, they've had long enough to do it, and it looks like they took their time and waited for the right. Story. So yeah, we'll yeah. see. Hopes will be high
2: that it's decent. Yeah, I mean, it sucks because years ago they were trying to do this, and Dan Aykroyd would always fucking pump mm-hmm. uh, Ghostbusters trying to get it out there, and you know Harold Ramis was actually on board for it, and unfortunately he passed away in 2014. So that version of the movie that they wanted to make wasn't going to be made. Mm-hmm. So then in 2016 they decided we're going to make a new Ghostbusters movie with Paul Feig and. All mm-hmm. the funny ladies from Saturday Night Live and Melissa McCarthy, um, and it, it was a fun little movie. But right. it, it, you know, all kidding aside, it wasn't bad. It was just a real tough mountain to climb. Yeah, for anybody. Exactly. And then when you keep bringing in like the the original cast, but don't use them in right, the it's ways like that they're still watching. And yeah, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still love that movie. Like I said, our friends are Leslie. So uh, enough said about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to shit on that movie. I enjoyed that movie. That's my job, folks. Yes. No, my I enjoy shooting that? on Ghostbusters too. Ghostbusters two <laughs> is great too. <laughs> uh, it, Broken record. It is literally fucking uh,
0: That is one big pile of shit.
2: Like it, they wanted to make the cartoon because at that point that's what was popular. Right. Was a cartoon. And they made it kinda goofy as shit. Like it was a yes, like you, you literally of a little bit of a as hell. But I still enjoy Ghostbusters too because I remember I went to see that in theaters with my parents. They, they, t- I want to say they took me out of school, but it probably wasn't because it was in the summertime. But I still went in there and I saw it mm-hmm. with them. And then I'd go over to my friend's house who was rich and he would have all the toys, and I had none of them. So At that I would point, take them. I'd be a dick and I'd throw <laughs> some of his <those> action <laughs> figures on the roof. But, his action figures are not mine. So. Right.
0: I mean, growing up, I had that one kid in my neighborhood. I mean, does a kid really need 50 Stormtrooper action figures? I don't think so. That's a bit mm-hmm. much. You're not reenacting the whole movie shot I mean, for shot.
1: Fucking
0: <laughs> Throw them on the roof. That's fair. Exactly. But I'm, I'm excited because I think not only is the movie going to be good, but for me, who's a huge fan of everything 80s, this is like the spearhead now because if you're going to redo a movie from the 80s and bring it back to its former glory, Ghostbusters is the top of the mountain. That's, that's the one you start with. Now, granted, we've got a, a Top Gun sequel coming out, but it's yeah, but just I mean, not the same. It's not no, the same. I mean, like,
2: do we really see uh, Tom Cruise floating around on a plane again? No. No, not at no. all. I mean, he's been Mission Impossibleing for, like, 17 movies, and I exactly. stopped watching half after the second. And that's
0: not to take anything away from him. You know, good for him and his success. He's just super talented. He's Tom Cruise, but... <laughs> You know, if if Maverick was everything that we wanted him to be from the first movie, he'd be dead by now, because he was a risk taker. But you've also not seen a lot of Mel Brooks movies, which as a comedian, I don't even know how that's possible. But that's a story for another
2: day. I'm not a comedian. You are unique, sir. I'm a humorist. Oh, (laughs) Lord. Here we go. (laughs) I have seen some Mel Brooks. I saw Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah, just don't. That's horrible. He he, he peaked at Spaceballs, probably. Spaceballs, I did see that. Blazing Saddles, have you seen that?
0: No. Oh, my God. Seriously?
1: No. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, is that what we're doing after the show? We, we might have to now. I'm sure yeah. I got it on, on DVD or anyway, something. Anyway, we could never miss <laughs> <this> out. <laughs> so, you know, the things that, you know, I, I sort of think of things that I miss from the 80s, all right? Three things are right worth the top of my head. Number one, Dungeons and Dragons, which is also kind of sort of making a comeback.
1: I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Dork.
0: Yeah, total nerd and out, but you know it's some of the happiest days of my life were spent playing that game with my nerdy friends. See, and that's it is the thing, you had nerdy friends. Total, total nerdy friends. Yeah, I,
2: I didn't have any friends. I didn't.
0: And then the older you know. I got, the more of a chameleon I became. So I was like the jock, I was the nerd, <laughs> I was the stoner, I was there, everything on demand, a man of all seasons, which is like I am today. That's why everybody loves me, and not Michael Sean Lee. But hey, hey, <laughs> next thing I missed Canon Films. Um, which, for people who don't remember, Cannon Films, they put out horrible pieces of cinema, a lot of it directly to VHS. That was like their, their, their wheelhouse. Um, but they were the ones that first started the ninja movie craze of the 80s. That was a Commando. Was Commando
2: a Cannon Film? Was, wasn't Cannon Films also 18?
0: No. Mm. No. Um, they were actually very big with Chuck Norris movies, if I remember correctly. Um,
2: educating my brother. It
0: was there, yeah, very heavy into action movies. A lot of it with a European flair because it was an Israeli and an Italian, I think, that that owned the studio. Mm. Um, so a lot of stuff was like over the top and really just made for home entertainment. You wouldn't spend money on the movies on this shit, but you'd watch it at home, and it was like a great way to spend a couple hours. Eventually, of course, they went bankrupt, <laughs> and of course, like lastly, just just the music and. I would really hope against hope that in this uh, <laughs> new Ghostbusters movie, not only do we see the original theme, but please sprinkle in as much 80s stuff, including music, as humanly possible.
2: I got to hope that Parker <laughs> Jr. does another version of Ghostbusters, because we have not had enough of that yet. I
0: think he should, so he can get his little
2: star like on a- Walk of Fame <laughs> for one song. It's like a trap music version of Ghostbusters. Oh, no. With Megan... D. Stallion or... Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Speaking of lack of Then I have talent, to pay $50. Right?
2: I see him perform that song.
0: Oh, my God. Anything in yeah. particular that you're hoping to see in this movie?
2: You know what? Just... I want to be entertained. That's it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I, Easier I said than done, see, but yeah. fair. I want to see Bill. I want to see Dan. I want to see Ernie. Right. I want to see Annie. Mm-hmm. I want to Rick. see Ghost.
0: Rick, Rick. If nobody's beating him up at the time, no, no, no. He's
2: <laughs> not getting knocked out in the middle of New York, right? Just walking down the street, like, who the fuck punches Rick Moranis? He was probably mouthing off, acting like a big man. Well, maybe if I was Rick Moranis, back off, I'd... you hooser. There's a stated reference. reference. Yes. <laughs> so, well, we got, we got to talk about my top three things I miss about the 80s. Yes. All right. Number one is my youth. You know, just going. You know, just living life as a kid in the 80s was great. Dance straight. Going to the stores and parents buying me like He Man figures. Yep. And so
0: basically, the yeah. zero responsibility I mean, is what you Absolutely. Said. I don't gotcha. have to
2: fucking pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> and even just, yeah, absolutely. No, I just want to live in a, in, a, in a time where I don't have to fucking pay people anything. Yeah. Just spend a little life. more time in the womb. I get it. Yes. yes. <laughs> Another thing practical special effects when you watch a movie. Okay, so no CGI. No CGI. No, just because you had to be more creative back in the day. True. Look at a movie, you know, we'll talk about Ghostbusters. It looked like shit when that fucking uh, Zool dog jumped off on on <laughs> Lewis's table. Right. Looked like shit, but in 1984, it was holy impressive. Fucking sure. mind blow, right? Sure, you know <laughs> uh, the Ninja Turtle movie. Like these are fucking giant Muppets. Yep. And then then you see the Michael Bay shit that they have going, and then you know the answer to call stuff. It was just like computer. It just doesn't ring the same. You can have even almost as much good special effects in a fucking sci-fi movie. Right. Like Mega Fart versus Diet Diarrhea or whatever. <laughs> whatever That's shit on that sci-fi in. this week, folks. Yes. <laughs> it might be. Who the hell knows? One of the one of the Sharknadoes. <laughs> 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 Woof. And then uh, the last thing that I miss is just parents not giving a fuck about the kids. Like, so you can get a fucking uh, a station wagon. Uh-huh. And you, just, you would sit there and have a fucking like a seat in the back of the station wagon and you you seatbelt on and you could see all the cars coming up, oh yeah, possibly give you yeah and, and just not caring like when I went to uh, elementary school, there was a giant wooden like playscape yep with a with a pole you could slide down and it was like twenty feet up they didn't care. <laughs> made of rusty metal yeah, yeah. <laughs> They didn't care <laughs> it was it was, you could go to McDonald's and you could smoke in a McDonald's, yep, you yeah. could smoke in a plane, yeah. <laughs> they just you're like, what do we do? We just recirculate that air. Right. So just that that non non uh, yeah carte blanche of just mm-hmm. who gives a shit about your kids? If they can survive that, they can survive anything. You and know that it's, is what I think about the eighties.
0: <clears throat> it's funny because if you go that back neon to the colors. And neon colors. If you go back to eighties, I remember one instance which never gets talked about anymore, where I think this country and us as consumers lost our innocence. And gained all these babysitters. And that was when some wackadoo put cyanide in the bottles of Tylenol. I don't know if you remember that. No. And before that, there was no safety bottle caps on this. Nothing had that little plastic seal on it that you got to pop before you get to the pills first. And that goes for the drinks and everything. None of this shit ever had an extra cap or a seal on it. But some asshole, and I forget how many people died. It was definitely a handful was just arbitrarily taking bottles of, of Tylenol pills, lacing the pills with cyanide. And people would just go home and they would take these after buying it and drop dead. And after that, people were like, holy shit, now we got to put all these protections on the bottles and everything. Since then has always been protect people against their own stupidity. And like, as a runner-up for this, had to be the asshole that burnt themselves on the scalding hot McDonald's coffee and and sued and won for millions. Okay, no. well, we I'm live kidding. in a world, and you just you touched on a great thing, which would probably be a whole subject for another show. How we live life in our original packaging now and try and shield ourselves from everything. I mean, Christ! As a kid, our favorite toys were the big wheels, right? Those plastic yeah. things. And if you go to YouTube you, and watch the commercials, on a, on a oh yes. I mean, it's just- yeah, because a big wheel on a flat surface, that, that's no fun. That's actual work. Yes. But you go down to a friend's house that had that one steep driveway in the neighborhood, all bets are off. Absolutely. And these TV commercials, it's like these, guys, these kids driving through traffic and the cars are giving them the right of way and everything. <laughs> they're peeling out, they're doing flips in the air, no helmet, no pads, and they were fine, you know? And it's like people just need to fucking relax. We're not all made of, you know, cellophane. We'll, we'll be okay. We're, we're not human pinatas. Yeah. Ugh. Society, Don't get me started. So that's again, right. I think it's time for a refreshing or at least an effervescent gem. And hey, since we're talking about it's the 80s, time. it's gem time. What better way to... Gem t- and th- holograms. Oof. Cartoons. See, that's another subject for another day. You might have to come back and do this again. Let's we'll just do learn. an ultimate 80s tune by the Buggles, name of Video Killed the Radio Star. We'll be right back, and sure folks, did. to wrap things up in just a few minutes. That's- Never really a big fan of that song. But then no. why did I play it? Well, it's an 80s song, and it's the first video ever played on MTV back yeah. when they were actually music television.
2: It might have been the last at this point. They, yeah. There's nothing good on <laughs> MTV anymore. Nothing. You're a Jersey Shore fan. Nothing. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm 10 and I'm pregnant. I mean, I, I guess there's an audience yeah. for that, but not this guy. Um, well, I tell you what. Uh, we've talked about... Wrestling tonight. So we need to give a shout out yes, we because, do. Uh, as we mentioned, Bigman Radio is now also going to sponsor a match in the next
2: big Blitzkrieg Pro event June 26th at the home of the Pierogies, <laughs> the Old Country Deli in Enfield, Connecticut.
0: Is that your most unenthusiastic ring announcer voice possible? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go to the home of Pierogies. Pretty much, yeah.
2: That hurt my throat.
0: As long as it's fully air conditioned, that's all I care because it's going to be hot as balls out (laughs) there.
2: No, the pierogies are delicious, by the way.
0: You know what? I think this time I'm going to eat the food. I was so caught up in the pageantry of the last one, I didn't even eat anything.
2: The, The Blitzkrieg Pro Shows are an event. In and of itself. You'll leave yeah. the future of wrestling there. Yep.
0: And sometimes the
2: past. Yes. You know, and nice the past. full circle. Yes, absolutely. JTG from Crime yes. Time will yes. be there. Yep. Wrestling uh, Travis Huckabee. Yes. Yep. Yes. And then Big Boom Radio is a sponsor of this yep. show. And they actually sponsored a match. And
0: they just dropped the, uh, the identity of that match. Yes. Uh, it's going to be uh, a young lady named Allie Catch. Yes versus the abominable <laughs> CPA. Yes. yes, both Jewish and an accountant.
2: Yes. Man, there's a heel. And both <laughs> of them have went up against Nick Fucking Gage lately. Oh, okay. So they are adverse in the hardcore wrestling style. Maybe we'll see that happen. At we the might. Blitz Pro 3rd Annual Luau. Yep. So You're getting better. Get of it. 6. <laughs> At the... Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Country Deli. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the,
2: you know who else will be there?
0: Me with a whole container of liquor because it's BYOB. Yes.
2: It is BYOB <laughs> with a $10 corking fee. Bring what you want to drink and just bring $10. Pay. Cork you. Uncork it. <laughs> get fucked up. But uh,
0: our I very mean, own Michael yes, Sean Lee Michael will be Sean in Michael Sean Lee attendance. will be in the
2: house and so will I. Yes. I am staff.
0: You are staff, or really just a, a local celebrity. They prop up. You sign a couple autographs. They do. Yada yada. They do, you know, pretty
2: much. I just put me in the corner <laughs> and they let me. I'll sign autographs if you want. I'm. Yeah. They ain't worth shit. But
0: so I mean, I I paid extra for front row seats because you know, man of my stature gets front row Yuck. seats. Um, I, I hope I get a little blood or something on me, maybe a couple of splinters in the eye from a door smashing over somebody's I mean, head. If that's
2: what you want. I can make yes. it happen, my friend. I, I can mean, make it happen for Slade anyway. is going to be yes. there.
0: Yes, the man known as Slade. Slade, Slade.
2: Slade is great. Oh, and your buddy and Dime, Dime Piece, piece Aaron Roark, <laughs> who was actually just on AEW. Dark. Yes. So you told me. See, yeah. can I spot talent or what? Exactly. Man? So Dime, Dime Piece. A lot of these guys are going to see. You know, just <laughs> give them a few years. It'll be up in the big times. Yep. Yep. Go to see an independent wrestling show. Do it, folks. You, Just, you owe it to yourselves. Yeah, and you know, now that we can go out, get you a little bit of vaccinations, yeah. put a little mask on. Are we going to have to wear a mask at this show? Have you heard yet? Uh, as long as you're vaccinated, no, you do oh, not. Oh,
0: game on then, sir. I could drink twice as fast without a there mask on. Bring your own, Like I said, uncork it.
2: Uncork it. But we got JTG coming from WWE. Yep. yep. Alumnus. Uh, there's Vita Von Starr from uh, Ring of Honor. Coming. Who looks kind
0: of, if I'm mistaken, or is she a bit, uh, in common parlance, tasty? I am not a taster of the... Come on. Your the, wife's not listening. To She's tasty. No, Vita, Vita Von listen, Starr is a little, a little she, tasty. It's, a yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's nice.
0: That's the match I, like. I wanted to sponsor, but ah, it's okay. Hey. I'll take what they give me. I just happen to be a part of things. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes, just happy to be a part of the Blitzkrieg Pro machine. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, maybe one of these days we'll do a podcast from a Blitzkrieg Pro event because they do have tables set up there. They do. They
2: do. We'll uh, be able to interview a couple of the upcoming uh, sure.
0: stars. Give out some Blitzkrieg some uh, Big Boom Radio swag, some shirts and pens and yes. mugs and whatnot. Yes.
2: Yes, we do need that. Because we have
0: amazing shirts here. Someday we'll actually have a thing on a website where you can buy you know. stuff.
2: Oh, you yeah, have merch. We've got merch. we got that merch, brother. Yes. yes. Got to sell Crazy that Crazy, brother. Shit.
0: HH. Right? items aren't going to move themselves. So that's about it for this episode. Now, I, I, I want to thank my buddy John for coming on after all this time. Like I said, um, make a wish. Yeah, to be a part of things. My early on wish, uh, very simply put, John's had some health issues. Um, it is my pleasure to sit here and, and do this with him now. Some dark days, but you made it through it. I you're one of the toughest men I know, and you've been an inspiration, mm-hmm. flat out. So, thank you, thank That's you, right. thank you for being here. We will do but this again, because yes. we have so much more nonsensical crap to go exactly. over. And, uh, you know, doggone it, people like us, so why not? Why the hell
2: not? Right? It's Palooza, baby. <laughs> Palooza. See, me and Johnny, me and Johnny, we were born on the same day, January 5th. A date which will
0: live in infamy. That's the basic for the bond, that yes. is.
2: Yeah, so we always have our birthdays together with John up, And, uh, and we make matching hats when we, we go to the bar drinking. and this year I'm turning 40, so he owes me. <laughs> Oof. I want a fantastic top hat, my friend, John. Well, I
0: told you last time, we still got to do the luchador masks, because nobody goes to a bar and luchador masks and well, drinks.
2: Well, I, gl- I wear glasses, so I have to... We'll work it out. Can you give we'll me, like, Super out. Calo from, like, WCW Nitro days? Whatever you want. Right, I, I figured,
0: you know, because John, nobody being perfect, is an Eagles fan. I figured he'd get, like, an Eagles-themed luchador... Mask. Oh, we're gonna suck this shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't get me started on football, brother.
0: Well, well a yeah. Phillies. Do you prefer a, a Phillies mask or the, oh, the Philadelphia? No, they yeah. suck too,
1: brother. <laughs> I mean, people, I
0: get all day. We go down every single Philadelphia
2: team. They're all trash.
0: Literally. Or how about just a big oh, mummers
2: like 60s? mask with
0: yeah, tambourines and shit? You can do that.
2: Oh, I'll do a mummers mask. I mean, right. I won't do that. Can I'll stick with them the Jason loose door Kelsey mask. masks,
0: bro. Yeah, none of that. Nope, For bottom.
2: Well, this has been fun. I really appreciate it. Yep. Uh, thank you again, Michael Sean Higginbottoms.
1: <laughs> the Heartbreak Kid! <laughs> for
2: letting me sit in in your, your prestigious chair. We will hang out at the Blitz Creek Pro Luau. Indeed. I will, I will bring a beverage for you, my friend. And Johnny, I appreciate you letting me fucking spout my bullshit. Come on and experience some of my bullshit. On the microphone. I'm Always. swearing so much. I really hope people don't listen to this. <laughs> I like Remember, folks, work. you go to a John
0: James show, don't bring the kids. Yeah, yeah. No, never. <laughs> Children are awful. Because they'll eat them. And with that, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you on the flip side. doodle little.